Blog Talk Radio. everybody and welcome to the women of golf uh show happy new year everybody as well uh, i'm ted odorico and alongside here of course is cindy miller and we are the hosts of women of golf show so welcome to the program cindy good morning good morning ted happy new year happy new year to you we're here this is the first show um january 5th of 2016 we're very excited to uh to be uh, broadcasting again. We took a little break, of course, for the holidays, uh, as you know, Cindy, and uh, got a chance to spend time with family, and, and uh, we were just talking a little bit about that before we came live on the air. Uh, and Cindy, before we continue our conversation, let me just do uh, the obvious to just remind everybody uh, about the show, just uh, in case of some of you have been uh, enjoying uh, your, your holidays and maybe forgot a little bit. So I'm going to quickly do that, and then we'll get back into some conversation before we bring our, our guest on today. Uh, of course, we are on the blogtalkradio.com network, which is an online uh, broadcast. You can go to blogtalkradio.com, and up in the search key, you can type Women of Golf, and that will bring you to the main uh, page, and you can obviously listen to the current show, which is broadcasting from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time each uh, and every Tuesday, unless uh, we state otherwise. Uh, or you can also go to uh, iTunes.com, and also under the podcast section, you can type in Women of Golf, and that will bring you to the uh, page there for those of you that like to use iTunes. So two great ways of, of accessing the show. And, of course, Cindy and I always uh, give updates on our social media, uh, Twitter and Facebook and so forth, so you can always uh, visit us there. And uh, lots, of, uh, lots of great things. We've got some great things coming this, uh, this coming year. Uh, we've got a great guest coming up here in just a little bit, uh, Penny Pauls, who is an LPJ professional, and she's also the founder and CEO of her company, uh, Focus Determined Success. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And, of course, as always, uh, myself, uh, Ted Odorico, and... Uh, Sydney uh, Miller, who is an LPGA professional and also part of the Legends Tour, uh, is here each and every week. And if you want to reach out to either of us, if you're interested in coming on the show, you can reach out to Cindy uh, at Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. Uh, you can do so at any time. And also you can reach out to me at Ted.GolfTalkLive at gmail.com. And we'd be more than happy to, uh, to set you up and, and get you uh, into the mix, if you will. Um, Cindy, we've got lots of great things as you and I just talked about here just a few minutes before we come on the show. Uh, one of the things that we're going to do is we're going to bring back uh, an updated version, if you will, of Cindy's series uh, under the umbrella of her Own Your Game uh, platform uh, on the mental side of things. Correct, Cindy? We are. We're going to start that in February. Right, and get that ball going. And then what we're going to do is I'm going to be working on some different series as well as Cindy will uh, throughout the year. So we're going to have some great conversations. We're going to be not only start off with the mental game, which is uh, get you sort of tuned up, if you will, Cindy, for uh, the upcoming golf season. Some of you are, well, we haven't really had much of a winter blast, I guess, this year, have we? No, but we've got it now. It's uh, yeah. high of 20 today. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, even in, in, uh, in down here in Florida, we're, we're in the 40s today, which is uh, uh, not really unusual, but it has been for the last few weeks. But um, obviously, a lot of the um, areas that traditionally will be uh, under uh, some snowy conditions by now uh, have been having a very mild winter uh, so far. But, but my point being is, is obviously this is sort of an off-season for some people. And uh, we want to make sure that we get you up and running uh, well before the official season starts for some of you, especially up in the Northeast. So we're going to start off, as I mentioned, uh, and Cindy mentioned, uh, February, the first week, uh, Tuesday of February, we're going to start off with the Own Your Game series uh, on the mental side of things. Cindy's going to put together a great platform of that. And uh, we'll start off that for, for several weeks. And then I'm going to be putting together some programs as well as uh, City will put some other things together. We're going to be talking about things like the short game. We're going to talk about how do you really find and select a, a, a quality teacher uh, for those of you who want to really fine-tune your game. Or, or maybe you're a little more advanced and you're looking for somebody uh, to take on more of a coaching uh, uh, position uh, to help you really prepare. Maybe you're working through the mini tours or maybe you're somebody uh, that's looking to uh, have your shot uh, at one of the major tours. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to have some great guests who really specialize in that uh, come on as well and talk about that. So we're working on that. We're also going to bring back uh, some, some old favorites, and I don't mean that as, uh, as uh, necessarily age or anything. We're talking about uh, some old favorites who've been on the show uh, who really brought some, some great insights. So we're going to be reaching out to them as well as some new guests. So lots of great things. We're also going to be trying to get you, uh, the listeners, more engaged uh, in the program as well uh, by having some contests, uh, some giveaways and things like that. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, a little more travel, some of the great places, uh, not only here in the United States, but around the world, that you can travel and, and uh, bring your clubs along with you. So, Cindy, we've got lots of great stuff uh, coming up here in the new year. Very excited about this 2016 series uh, season, rather. And uh, also, uh, Cindy and I are going to be down at the uh, PGA Merchandising Show here uh, in just a few short weeks. At the, in fact, the last week of January uh, down in Orlando, Florida. So for those of you in the golf profession that are going to be down there, I know some of you have probably already uh, reached out to Cindy and some of you have reached out to me as well. Uh, we look forward to maybe meeting with you or, or touching base with you down at the show uh, in, in uh, Orlando. So lots of great stuff, Cindy. And uh, I, I mean, I'm just really excited about this year. As am I, as am I. So we're going to be way more organized and give you things yeah. that you're looking for. We would also love to hear from you if there's things that you would like to learn about or would like us to comment on on the show, please reach out to either Ted or I, Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com. And, Ted, what's your email address again? Uh, Ted.GolfTalkLive at gmail.com. I'm also going to be uh, here in just a few short weeks, probably after the PGA show, I'm going to be launching my new website, uh, tedjodorico.com, which is going to have not only both components of the show, but a lot of other things that I do. Uh, and uh, I'm going to have another email for that as well for those that want to reach out for that platform. But um, the other thing too, uh, Cindy, I think what we're going to do this year, uh, you know, since so many people really connect through social media, uh, we're going to start posing some questions uh, along the way as well through our social media platform. I'm going to be putting it up on Facebook and, and, uh, and through Twitter and things like that, uh, really to get people engaged and, and to invite you to, as Cindy just mentioned, to, um, you know, make some comments or questions about the show. If there's things that you want to see, if there's things that we haven't maybe touched uh, here on the show so far in the last couple of years, uh, we want to hear about it. So we really want you uh, to, to be engaged. And we also invite you to call into the program at any time during the live broadcast. As mentioned, we are live every Tuesday, unless otherwise stated, from 9 to 10 Eastern. Uh, that's 8 to 9 for you on the central uh, block of things. 
Uh, but we want to, to have you engage in the show. And the number that you can call in if you're interested in speaking with Senior and I or any of the guests uh, is area code 347-945-5855. Again, it's 347-945-5855. We're going to be um, displaying that number a little bit more uh, throughout the programs as well, just to remind everybody. But we really want you to, to be engaged with that. And, and uh, whether you're you know, tuning in to hear a favorite guest uh, or whether you're somebody that's just a, an avid golfer out there that maybe would like to learn a little bit more and maybe there's some things that you would like for us to cover, uh, please feel free to call into the show and, and uh, add that to the discussion. We'll be more than happy to do that. Or as Cindy mentioned, reach out to us through our email address, Cindy at CindyMillerGolf.com or me, uh, TED.GolfTalkLive at gmail.com, and we'll be more than happy to do that. Um, as I mentioned, we've got a great guest uh, coming up here in just a few short uh, moments. Uh, we're just waiting for her to come board. Uh, her name is Penny Pauls. Of course, she has been on the show before. and uh, She's been on my other uh, program, which airs Thursday nights at Golf Talk Live. That's from uh, 6 to 8 Central Standard Time or 7 to 9 uh, on the Eastern uh, Coast. And she's an LPGA professional, and she's also the founder and CEO of Focus Determines Success. We're going to talk to her about that. Uh, but here's just a little bit more about Penny uh, while we're waiting for her. She's uh, really from a winning TV talent to an LPGA champion. Uh, she's been ranked uh, among the top 10 golfers in the world. Uh, she is the founder and CEO, as I mentioned, of her company, Focus Determined Success. Uh, her driven entrepreneurial spirit is as strong and determined as her athletic competitiveness. Uh, Penny, of course, is a focus expert, helping business professionals and professional athletes uh, target their thinking, uh, saving time, effort, and money just like uh, many of the peak performance athletes do. So she's really bringing a lot to the average golfer out there that wants to not only step up their game, but uh, do other aspects of their life. She's helping them uh, as a, really a life coach, if you will, and uh, a focus expert. So we're going to talk to her about that uh, when she comes on here in just a little bit. But, you know, Cindy, there's a lot of great things that, uh, that have been happening in the golf world uh, over the last uh, year or so that we're, we're witnessing a lot of up-and-comers uh, in, uh, in the mix, both on the men's and the ladies. So there's a lot of exciting uh, things happening in the golf world. Yes, there are. And, and I'm going to mention um, that Alan and I, my husband, he's a former PGA Tour player, we have a couple of boot camps coming up in Florida. Mm -hmm. For those who are committed, dedicated, and serious about improving their game, um, we've got, uh, we go to Orange County National, which is where they hold the PGA demo Day and also the PGA Tour Qualifying School, Orange County National in Orlando, Florida, for four days of um, intense golf game improvement, if you will. And there's two different dates. We've got like two spots in February open and one spot in April. The dates are February 14th to the 18th and then April 6th to the 10th. For those of you who might be interested, give me a shout, Cindy at cindymillergolf.com. Now, are you going to have for the boot camp, uh, if they go to your website, cindymillergolf.com, they can also uh, get information on the website as well, Cindy, or no? Yes, they can. Yes, they can. Okay. Well, what yes, we're going to do... But we uh, work on more than just your game. We're working on your head as well. So we do all kinds of personality assessments, behavior, emotional intelligence, um golf psych you know can you focus exactly not exactly but same thing as penny it all boils down to guess who's holding the club yeah and, and you know what what we no go ahead, sorry. Go ahead. well that's what okay. i was going to say yeah what i was going to say is yeah that that's very important a lot of people that might be tuning in and listening to the broadcast um might wonder well why is that important and you know why do why do i need to, to have all of that 
um, you know, as part of my, my repertoire, if you will. Uh, a lot of people are under the misnomer that if you just sort of go out there and, and you know, work on the mechanics of the swing and, and you know, hit some great uh, golf shots, that that's all there is to the golf game. And that's really not the case, is it, Cindy? No, it's not. Again, you need to know what you're doing and you need to be able to focus and commit and plan and make a strategy and all types of stuff. So sometimes people say, well, I don't know why I can hit some shots good and I and I love the other what you're doing when you're doing it right and you can't expect to do it on purpose. Right, exactly. And and this is where you and, and Alan uh, are, have put together some great boot camps and you're going to be helping uh, those that are interested. So here's what we're going to do, uh, folks is in the weeks coming up, uh, you, you mentioned you had one in February, and I think you said the other one was in April. Uh, we're going to be reminding you of the dates. Uh, Sydney, every week we'll remind them of the dates and how they can reach out. And, and obviously, as, as they become filled up, uh, we'll, we'll advise them of that as well. And any other future uh, boot camps that you may be organizing, we'll also let you know as well. And I'll make sure, Cindy, if you uh, give me the particulars, you can email them me after if you want. Um, I will get them up through my social uh, media network as well and just make them aware because uh, I know that uh, anything that you got your hot little hands on, I know is going to be very successful. So it's definitely worth it, uh, ladies and gentlemen uh, that are tuning into the show, um, to reach out to Cindy and, and get involved in these boot camps. If you're looking to, to really elevate not just your golf game, but just elevate uh, you as an individual, uh, these boot camps are certainly going to do that. So they, they've got some great stuff happening here, and we're going to make sure that we bring that to you uh, here each and every week and let you know about that. Um, so, uh, Cindy, great great work as always, and uh, kudos to Alan as well. You guys work very, very hard uh, on putting these uh, boot camps together, and you do a fantastic job. Well, thank you. Well, let's talk very quickly. Um, I know this is uh, away from the golf um, spectrum here for just a few minutes, but as I said, we've got to wait for, for Penny to uh, to join us here. Um, but as most of you may recall, uh, a little bit later in the year, last year, um, Cindy had announced that uh, she had a, a welcomed addition to the Miller family. Would you uh, like to remind everybody of that new addition, and, uh, and what's, the, what's the current status? Uh? Well, her name is Kingsley Taylor Elijah, and she was born November 11th. Wow, I'm not sure. Yeah, November 11th. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, uh, you know, yeah, I think Cindy. Yeah, Cindy, I think you need to si- sign up. Beautiful. Yeah, you need to sign up for sign that up. boot camp, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, it was Friday. That's all I know. Um, well, and she was uh, happy and healthy. Thank God for that. They thought she might have some issues with her with her heart, but she's mm. fine, and she uh, she's five or six weeks old now. And wow. uh, her mom and her dad both work at the Golf Channel, which is kind of cool. And her dad, in fact, produces the show for, in fact, we ought to try to get him on this program with us. He produces sure. the show for the PGA, um, the Golf Channel show for the PGA show which I know there's a lot of oh, show okay. words in there. But, yeah. but yeah, Ben Elijah is a producer of the Golf Channel 30-minute special on the PGA show. So we should oh, get him no. to be on the show. Yeah, I think that would be a fantastic uh, idea to uh, to bring on uh, Ben as well. And, and certainly uh, your daughter Kelly is always welcome to come back as well. And, and I know that there was a lot of exciting things that she's been working on as well. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll have them on together. That would be a great uh, – maybe a show – 
and have them on together and talk about some of the great things that they're uh, they're doing at the Golf Channel, uh, some of the exciting things they've got maybe planned out here for for 2016. Uh, I see that Penny's on board here, so let's uh, let's bring her in. Uh, I've always, already done an introduction, uh, Penny, so we're just going to bring you on live. And Cindy, I'll let you uh, start things off. Well, thank you for joining us, Penny. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, Cindy. It's lovely to be with you guys today. Well, good morning, so Penny. Yeah, good morning, Penny, and, and thank you for, for joining us. Uh, Cindy, why don't you go ahead and start things off? Penny, tell us about, um, <laughs> needless to say, I need to learn to focus when my granddaughter was born and know her birthday. But um, <laughs> tell us about your focus training and why did you go get certified in this? Uh, well, Cindy, when you uh, take so long between winning golf tournaments there's a question there that you have to ask yourself, which is what I did. And I tried to find the answer for 20 years. It just bugged the heck out of me. And that was, how did I win? Why did I lose? And how can I get back into that peak performance space whenever I want to? There had to be a process. And when I was there, it was really easy. Like we all do, everyone in life does everything really easy when we're in that space. So that just fascinated the heck out of me. So all the world, I traveled, as we know, and I've worked with psychologists, psychiatrists, and I would always ask them that question, and no one could really give me an answer that was in the in the lines of athletic thinking, meaning it was simple, I could repeat it because there was a system in place, just like my golf swing had a system so I could get that swing going. So that was where it all started for me. How long ago have you gone for this? How long have you been certified, I guess, is what I'm asking in this focus, and where did you go, and how did you learn about it? (laughs) Well, I learned it on a golf course. I just had to figure out what I was doing on a golf course, and um, I've studied with many people, but my accreditations came um, six years six or seven years ago with Open Focus with Dr. Les Semi in Princeton, New Jersey. And um, I'm a neurofeedback neuro, uh, trainer um, in the same time around 2008 or nine. And I've had a brain, I, when I had my academy, I had a brain room um, and studied with Dr. Bramer. Um, and just, that's what I've done. And I'm also accredited in as a life recovery coach. I work with people with addictions, um, in recovery, which sounds like, well, how do those two work together? And I'm accredited in that. Um, it's because anytime we're in fear, we act stupid. And let's face it, as golf pros and tour players, <laughs> we act stupid a lot. And uh, we come from when we should have our emotions, shouldn't be played, and then they are played. So, um, And that's the same way in, in recovery uh, from addictions or recovery from whatever. You're very stuck. I mean, golf pros get very stuck and, and frightened, and so they either over-practice or under-practice, or they, they go switch from trainer to trainer. And um, You just have different things you do with that fear, but it's exactly the same process. So um, they fit really well together, actually, tour players and people in recovery. Um, it's pretty fun. <laughs> You're absolutely right on the money. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. Penny, let me jump. Go ahead, Ted. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Tell us about your 10-step program. Well, um, the one that I I 
use it. I really call it my emotional manager, but it's smart decisions under the gun. And on my travels of trying to, um, you know, one of the rules about being an athlete is, uh, I heard this a long time ago, the information that you have, you can't use it, then don't, then you've got too much information in your head. So very strict guidelines as to, um, you know, at, when I was coaching golf, I was always looking for results. Golf, the athletes are always looking for results. So if I'm not getting results, I need to change something so that I, that, that can happen. So um, I wrote my book, Focus, Determined Success, based on my 10 steps. These are the 10 steps uh, that I use to prepare to hit a golf shot. And one of the great... Um, Gifts of having played on tour for 18 years is the discipline required every six minutes or so in 20 seconds or 25 seconds, you have to get into your very best. You have to get into your peak performance mode where you can absolutely get into that flow and do it. Well, you think about that for 18 years, you're doing that system. But unfortunately, um, you know, one of the things was how did I emotionally and how did I manage that and what were exactly the steps. So these 10 steps that I... Um, developed are really simple. I believe that if it's not simple, you can't do it. It's not, um, it's, it's, you know, the words are really short. So the first one is determine your goal. But it's, it's really funny because then you go, but make sure you're in alignment with your goal. You know, how many times would you get up over a golf shot? Yeah, I'm going to go over that tree and you go, yeah, man, I'm going to get over that tree. Right, right, right. And then you hit it in the tree because you're not in alignment with it. You're, you're into fear and so... You know, you're puffy and you've gotten all uh, egocentric and, you, and you've lost being in touch with yourself. So that one, that one right there is really simple. Am I in alignment? And the gift of being a golfer, um, again, you know, I've learned everything from my golf, but, and that's so true in life and especially in uh, people in recovery, you know, because if you don't ask yourself, am I in alignment with something, checking in with you, your own true self, and that's what golf does. It makes you check into your own true self. And imagine taking that system and that belief system into the rest of your life. And that's why I always believe that golf is a life learning. Um, it's taught me everything I know. Uh, Penny, let me ask you something, and, and I just want to go back just a little bit um, to something that you had said about um, you know preparing for each shot. Explain from a, from a, a tour professional standpoint, because it's obviously much different in many ways than, than the average high handicapper. What sort of the thought process um, do you need to get prepared for uh, when you're out on tournament play? Well, it's like anything. You, 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 you're going to put your car into super high speed, actually, as you're hitting the ball. So you have to, like, you know, put the accelerator down. So there's the process of thinking you have to go to. And the only difference between a tour player... And an amateur, I always say this is we're just more more well organized, so we're very structured. So you in in the world of you you're going along and you have to come up to the shot. Now you've got to like breathe in, and you're really internally asking yourself to raise up and be the best you can be. That would put it pretty simply. I mean, if you don't be the best you are, because you're playing against the best in the world, so that means you're asking yourself to think very clearly. In a, in a way, that's what you're really saying. Can I, how well can I think clearly? And so this process is to make me become very confident within my, within my realm of understanding of the game and of the shot, and to play that information that I'm going to give myself extremely well. So I have some... in. Um, on the structural side, which is the golf swing itself, I used to call it, 
I'm only allowed to play mentally, play in a very, very tight playground, meaning my swing thoughts, whatever they were that I was using, I was only allowed to play into, you know, I can feel this position at the top very, you know, I mean, what I'm saying that there's hundreds and hundreds of hours to get that very finite feel of a perfect balance. Maybe that extends from the foot and slides back into the hip and blah, 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 blah. But I'm not thinking that. I'm just sensing, oh, yeah, I want to get there, pop through. Now, that sounds really stupid, but I put the work in to simplify because if I can't, in that 10 seconds that I've got to get into peak performance, I have to be able to bring everything up in a sequence and then hit the shot and not be encumbered in my mind with any one idea. It's just you're going to blend some really complex ideas into feeling like it's one simple idea. And that takes a lot of practice every day. I remember, to give you an example of that, if I could hit one golf shot, if I'd taken off six weeks, right, at Christmas time sometimes I would take Mm -hmm. off six weeks, my first day of practice, mental practice, and, you know, I'd smack balls, whatever, but then I would do the last hour trying to have one shot where I could combine everything into one idea and hit the shot and be one with everything I was. And if I hit one shot, I thought I'd had a magnificent day. Right. Do you think, um, Penny, that, that if again, sort of doing that comparison with the professionals to, uh, against the amateurs, do you think that that's one of the, the – I mean, obviously there's other things factors involved, but is that one – um, really difference between the professional and the amateur is that they always have that. The professionals tend to have a sort of a go-to shot, if you will, where most of the amateurs don't have a shot that they're real comfortable with, that they don't really focus on when the chips are down, so to speak. Do you think that's one of the differences as well? Um, I think that you're now talking about uh, how much you can practice in time. I mean, amateurs don't have the time to think deeply on in golf. I mean, golf is... It's a very complex motion and everything else and balance points. I mean, we're like race cars. So, you know, we're trained to tune into our body. You know, when I talk with people in recovery, they, what's my body, you know? And if you talk to regular people, excuse me, they're sitting on their ass all day and at work, you know, Mm -hmm. and and they don't realize they've popped on about 10 pounds. I was just reading this about a friend of mine. She was a a runner, a runner. Olympic runner, and now she popped on about 10, and she didn't even notice it. And there is someone who's been highly trained in the body. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's, there's no one simple answer to that because it's like if you, put your, if you put your mindset into anything, you're going to unravel it so that you can remember the whole point of this in golf is bringing out the very best you can be. So if you're very best, I think really what it is is golf sitting. You know, you you have to understand if you sit on your ass all day for a week and then you go play golf on Saturday, oh, yeah, you hit 10 balls. Okay, well, you head somewhere else, and so it might take you 15 holes to get there. That's a great day. If those last three holes, you're present. Now you've really played to your best. Right. So what are some things that, that, that you're helping the amateurs with specifically? I mean, I know you don't want to give too much away necessarily right here. You want no, to, not at to all. encourage... Um, but what are specific? Let's say as an amateur golfer out there that, that wants to um, not only improve better on the golf course but just improve better in life, what are some of the steps that you're working through with them to help them be able to be good on and off the golf course? I teach them my 10-step uh, emotional manager. I work mind and body simultaneously. 
So in the learning, say we're going to whatever you can pick, you know, maybe they come and, and like I'm working with this young girl. I don't do a lot of golf, but I have this lovely young gal I'm working with and um, she really doesn't have much of a golf swing because she doesn't any good balance points or anything like that. So I teach her how to be in touch to her body and how to feel certain things and, and then I teach her the steps and and a lot of work with open focus to manage a feeling with some information. And I think until you learn how to think athletically and how to, to work with mind and body simultaneously, I think that's the greatest gift I give people um, to golf is how to blend athletic thinking um, with their business thinking and how does that apply in, in golf and vice versa as professional athletes that are transitioning. How do you think as an athlete and how can you perform and use that mindset in business? So that's really what I do mostly. And, uh, and, then it, and, and they learn so much quicker. Do they also, um, you know, you mentioned about business as well, and, and I, I know all three of us know this, um, but just for the sake of those that might be tuning into the program that don't, uh, obviously there's a lot more women now, business women, that are gravitating to golf for, for obvious reasons. Tell us a little bit about that, why you think more and more women are, are, are coming to the game of golf, and what can we do uh, within the golf industry to sort of open the floodgates and really uh, welcome more of them uh, into uh, into the golf industry. Well, I think we're really turning a corner here. I think um, you know. I think we've, as we all know, uh, joining the men and women to gather more as friends versus adversaries. I think that's a huge step, and um, respecting women and respecting women's ability to think athletically, um, because of the prejudice that. You know, I mean, you still see it in football, no women referees and stuff like that because they think because you're a male, you can think athletically smarter than a woman. So I think those barriers continue. I mean, you look at the teaching still of men, certain men that are teach women, the women have terrible swings, they don't have the power. So understanding yeah. that a physical body, if you take the emotion out and take out male and female, it's very blessed to be grow up with boys and girls. I didn't have, you know, it was just regular to me. So it was always sad when they split everyone apart because we had so much to learn from each other. And mm. um, and so I think that, I think the biggest key that women, and I know the women I work with, is we want respect. And you mm. give me that. I don't, you know, I really don't care about your gender. I care about that you respect me. And unfortunately, in the golf world, um, we have not had that equal respect. So once um, we get there, um, I think that that will, that's the whole difference. And then the other deal is because with a lot of mums, um, the women have to, you know, if we can get babysitting for the mums, and I think that would be huge because then we'll start them younger. And and uh, if we can do deals for them, good price points for the women with their mums, mm. and then they, we can start, you know, we could do a kid's clinic at the at the stuff like that. So really paying attention to the needs of a mother and the needs of a mom that works with babies um, and looking at those issues I think will be tremendous for our golf world. I'll tell you what though, the LPGA golf tournaments does a magnificent job of yeah. caring for the parents and the and when we're out here in Tucson, the events are so much fun and the kids are just adorable. And they all have games and everything. So the LPGA is so far ahead of the mark in teaching the world how to, how to uh, respect women and, and make it a, a women's game. 
as well as a men's game. What about, um, I'm just going to ask one more, and then, Cindy, I'm going to bounce it back to you here. Um, speaking of the game itself, and, and there's a lot of great LPG professionals, but when you look at it compared to the men's side of things, Penny, it's very lopsided. How do we get more women interested in actually getting into the teaching and coaching side of, of golf, and as opposed to just you know only playing? There's lots of, of new young ladies coming up as LPGA professionals playing the sport, but there's really not a, a, as big of an increase as I, certainly I would like to see, and I'm sure you would as well, Cindy, um, on the other. So how do we how do we get more women interested in actually being in the golf industry in general? Well, I think it's goes both ways men and women there's no money you have to have money and people aren't taking lessons if you look at the if you look at the uh, financial side of it it, it's a huge thing it's the financial situation I mean if you're paying you're getting paid uh, you know to work in a shop for 850 and you go out and you have to give everything away or your lessons you know you come in you can't pay rent (laughs) it's pretty simple you can't pay rent you're going to not have pros. I mean, look at all the magnificent pros that have spent years and years and years. They're not in. The, they're not teaching anymore. Why? There's no money because no yeah. one's doing golf lessons, and and um, everyone everyone feels that they have the answer because no one's really trained. You know, I think the gift that we can give others is to train them how to think, and then we become a service again because it's it's like therapy. You know. Um, mm. We go in there, we got all the answers, and then we realize after a couple of sessions, I know nothing, and I and I really want to be structured. And and golf is really in learning golf. I said something. You want to go to the best teacher in the country when you start golf because they're going to structure you really well, and and so you don't get lost in the abyss. So I and I think that's the same way with kids. I think the best teachers should work with the young people. Very well said, um, Cindy. What is the biggest issue you see with all your clients or students? I think the word overwhelm and not being um, the biggest issue is not understanding what level of player they are. They don't understand what that is and and what's their limits. What Where are they in the journey of learning? So that they don't overreach or underreach. That's I think that's the biggest issue I see. Everyone ex- assumes they should be somewhere, and I ask them, "And how? Why do you assume that? What, where are you? And tell me how you got there." If you can't tell me that, you can't repeat it. <laughs> exactly right. Well, do you think? Do you think you again? I believe it's awareness. I think sometimes they're just clueless. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're undereducated. Yeah. And that's part of what we do. You know, we want, we've got to find, you know, as golf pros, Cindy, we stand on the tee and we look at them and and doesn't matter what they're saying, we're recognizing very quickly at what level they're at. Well, that's what we have to teach them. This is why I know, you know, and so that they can recognize where they are so they come in, they know when to battle, when to call in for a golf lesson. They know better when to say, you know, I've reached my level of incompetence right now. Or they need to know, man, I'm on a roll and I'm going to keep going and then I'm going to be so excited uh, to to go in and then talk to my coach so that we can find ways of what was really successful. So we're building their own mental, uh, well, I call it their own mental golf plan. 
and and building out there like we all had our books of what how we produced you know that's and so that's what that to me that is what it is it's everyone thinks it's magic they see everyone on tour is fabulous and that looks so easy so everything is magic it's no different from a person in recovery i swear to god they would sit in a room and they see everyone and they they talk to me and think oh i want to be like you in six months really okay well let me tell you how many mistakes i made along the way to get there (laughs) <laughs> but I can shorten right. But I can help you to shorten that time. That's what the that's what we're talking about here. Shortening the time of learning in golf and so that they can uh understand very quickly where they are and they're not overreaching or underreaching and therefore they become much happier. Um Penny, I just want to add uh, a thought here, and, and I'd like to, to get some of your feedback. You, you raised a couple of interesting points. Um, the first one was um, that a lot of students come uh, and feel very overwhelmed. And then you also mentioned um, that about some students being sort of excited and wanting to continue on. Do you think that one of the problems, in, in and this is a generalization I know, and, and it certainly doesn't speak for everybody in the golf industry, but there is a, a mindset if you will, with with some of the uh, golf industry that, you know, let's sort of, um, you know, introduce all of these different theories and and, uh, angles of attack from from the golf swing to um, methodologies, if you will, that has overwhelmed a lot of people. I'm sure you've heard students say it, that they just are very confused. They don't know what to do. How do we sort of flick that switch? What, What can we do differently than maybe what we're already doing now to flick the switch from being overwhelmed to getting those students excited about wanting to continue on the journey as opposed to just, you know, taking a few lessons to think, wow, this is just, we know it's a difficult game, but how do we keep that passion, that excitement ignited in some of these newer students to the game and even some of the ones that have been doing it for a while? How do we reignite that passion and get them wanting to be interested more in, in continuing on that journey? Well, you've got two things going on in the golf industry. One is a confused mind does nothing. So we have a lot of confusion. And um, excitement only, each person, I can't excite you. What I can do is make you inquisitive. Mm -hmm. And inquisitive to understanding that there is always a process. And you right now, if you're struggling, if you are struggling, then we need to unravel that one little thing that has a hiccup with you and, and see how you're thinking about it. What is the process you're doing? Are you overreaching, underreaching? I mean, that's what coaching is about. It's really to 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 look at any time I'm in the dumper about something, I'm in a state of confusion. I have to unravel that, and I think it's slowing down. And, and there are amazing um, theories out there, but the art of a person to become intelligent to anything is choosing what works for you. So you and and a lot of times that's why we have teachers in school. We teach you how to choose what would work for you. But if you don't innately know what is your little golf swing, uh, you know, like each one of us has our own innate stamp of sequencing. You know, my sequencing mm-hmm. to Cindy's sequencing is different. We have to learn what is my golf swing. Before we can say, I want to choose this theory or that theory. That's why when I say, we want the greatest teachers teaching those in the earlier stages. So they understand their golf swing. And then, mm-hmm. they, you know, I mean, I had a slight slide at 13 in my hips. Well, you know, I still have it today. It's not like these things go away. But what you will learn is you have an offense and a defense. You have to learn, what are my defensive practice routines? 
so I can maintain myself? And what's my offensive routines so I keep my keep my mojo going? And so right. it's a very complex thing. But um, if you look at put it in regular life terms, you're in school. You're a kid in high school, okay? And you've got six, 12 different uh, things you take every day. Well, every day you come home, you're overwhelmed. What the hell do you do to get out of that? Well, right. it's no different on a golf course. You've got 12 or 16 or 25 different things you've got to learn. You don't try and learn all 25 of them right now? I don't think no. so. So the more you put it into regular life, and I think that was the, the thing that gets to me working with people in recovery, it reminded me so much of all the kids I taught that thought they had all the answers. And I mean, <laughs> it's like it's so cool because it's like, you know, when someone's first in recovery, they don't know anything yet. They think they know everything, right? And right. it's really funny. And kids and adults, you know, because I've been so successful at something else, right? Oh, therefore, I should be able to, I've been a great athlete in this sport, so I should be able to pick up, this is their reality. I should be able to pick this up right away. Really? Okay. What was the process it took for you to get really good in that sport? Okay, well, then that's the same issue here. You're going to have the same problems that you had in figuring out that sport in this one, but there's this thing called fundamentals that become are very, you know, I mean, it's not like I stand over the ball, tilt my hips. Well, what exactly is your comfortable balance point? You know, that's a pretty loaded question right there. But if you're not, right. if you don't get rid of that damn ego, I cannot work with you because you're prancing around telling me you've been fantastic. Well, that was yesterday. Let's get on with today. It's the same stuff. It's no, you know, golf is no different except golf is uh, a balance sport, it's a throwing balance sport. So, you know, you get all puffy-wuffy and you squeeze at the wrong time, you know, life is over, you crash, you know, you let it out, you dump it fat, you fall backwards, the ball's gone swinging <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's all, all of your fear comes out in a ball swing. It tells me immediately where you're being, where you're just absolutely having a heart attack over, you know what I mean? So it's like, you, you just make it regular life People would, you know, but we put it so far different from life, but it's life. Right. That's for right, sure. exactly. Um, Cindy, let me just ask you, just in, in, in uh, lieu of what uh, Penny just was discussing here, obviously you've played at a professional level as well. I mean, you're a great uh, teacher and, and, and that, but you've also played uh, at a professional level. And you've experienced some of these same thoughts and that that Penny's been discussing here this <laughs> morning your, yourself and probably a few others that – Penny hasn't even brought uh, scratched the surface on yet. Um, just talk a little bit about some of the things that you've experienced in your journey um, that have helped you uh, become a better teacher. Well, Penny is revealing the truth and exposing the elephant. And depending on how willing the student is to learn, mm-hmm. the facts are the facts. So it, it's I laugh that it's really not funny. Again, it's like guess who's holding the club? And until you're willing to look in the mirror and face your fears and figure out the, you're missing shots not because of your golf swing. It's because of your fear. And right. so if you're not aware, like she's saying, of your balance point, you, you cannot attack a golf ball. We have all tried to do that. It doesn't work. So you have to be very aware of you, and I don't believe that everyone that takes lessons 
is willing to be humble, vulnerable, and open. And only those who are willing to learn those lessons will they experience success. So for me, you know, I was trying to prove something. Every every stupid little weakness inside you, like she just said, shows up. And I think that I was going to ask her the question, in my opinion, um, and this may sound porky, but I would never take a golf lesson from someone that I could beat. And here's why. I need to respect your level of competence to know that you've been where I want to go. So I believe there are very, a lot of imposters out there who have not experienced what I want to learn. And I think that's imperative. So, and then they have to also have an open heart and be willing to help. So I would take a golf lesson from Penny Pulse in a heartbeat because I respect where she's been, what she's done, and what she's achieved. Same thing with Peggy Kirkbell. I mean, she might be 96 right now, but I respect where she's been, what she's done, and what she's achieved, if that makes right. sense. Because this is so much more about swinging a club. Like Penny said, you have to be so aware of your body. And to teach that to students who are frustrated, um, you know, I'm probably one of the best 30-minute quick fix at Queens in the world because I've, <laughs> I've had to do that in Buffalo. And what I do with people is I say, you don't even know how to hold the club. You don't even know what a square face is. How can you expect to hit the ball straight on purpose if you don't know what a square face is? We're going to take little golf swings and hit the ball 10 feet in the air straight on purpose. And they look at me like, well, I want to hit my driver. You can't hit it 10 feet. We can't yep. go to the next step till you're aware of what you're doing to make it go. T- and then they look up and they go, wow, that was easy. Hello? Yeah. Penny, do you agree? Yep. Oh, Cindy, of course I do. You're singing to the choir, honey. <laughs> but what you've done there, that was beautiful. And, um, but we're very, we're both that way. We both have that truth meter in us that made us champions. And, and um, anyone that's on the tour has a pretty strong truth meter until it goes away and fear overcomes it. Um, so, yeah, we all we all have that. And I think that to this day, I, you know, it's, you know in my coaching world, I was at a um, client last night and uh I said to her, well, you know, one of the things that I've been trained on is to be really honest with myself because that's what I had to do when I was hitting the golf shot. So thanks for that, Cindy. That was awesome, mate. I think also, too, um, you know, Penny, you mentioned something very interesting earlier uh, about, um, you know, everybody having a unique swing. And I think that's the other, uh, if I was to, to, you know, inject my thoughts here, I think that's another problem that sometimes we see in the golf industry is that there's um, too much of, of sort of putting everybody in the same box. Um, you know, there's certain fundamentals that obviously uh, are, are true and, and are tried and true. But I think, again, because everybody is a unique individual, that we have to sort of take around their own swing styles and swing um, situations, if you, if you will. And I think some industry tries to put everybody in the same box. And do you see that as being part of the problem as well? Uh, trying to make everybody swing the same? Well, I, I think that that's just a very uneducated golf professional 
because each body's uh, muscle lengths are different. I think we've made great progress. I spent sure. a lot of time in research labs and stuff like that. So, And then you've got great people like uh, from Xenolink, uh, Chris Welsh, um, who's really studied that to see where people find their power, what what is their hit impulse. Um, so when you get it to the highest levels, we really we really do individualize. But mm. it's like just looking at a body. I mean, there's such simple things out there today. And I think one of the gifts, and I, I will say this about the golf world, is they are t- extremely inquisitive. And yes, we mm. overload people with information. But they also are a leader, much further advanced than baseball is. Uh, they're much uh, more leaders in really looking at the body as an individual piece and then looking at how people, um, you know, what's the muscle length in the calf muscles or what what is it in in the arm and how much rotation can someone get and then getting very, you know, fantastic in stretches. And I remember years ago at David Ledbetter, um, one of my friends had uh, her thumb uh, she couldn't. She couldn't get that lag in there. And teachers were telling her to get the lag in there, the lag in there. And this amazing therapist had a way to stretch out her thumb so she could get that, get that um, lag. So you know, I think most of that noise of people trying to make them look the same is they're just undereducated as to the uniqueness right. of every single body from a, a bioscience world. Right, and and well said. Um, Penny, let's uh, – Cindy, if you have any uh, more questions, that's fine. If, if not, uh, I'd like maybe Penny to uh, let, the get, uh, let the listeners know how they can get in touch with her and maybe a little bit more information on how they can reach out and learn more about some of the, uh, the things that you're offering uh, through your program. Okay. Penny? Yes, okay. I, did, I wasn't quite sure what you were saying there. Yes, you Sorry. can go to – uh, my website at pennypulspulz.com. I've got a great seven-day fast-track coaching intensive um, for, uh, that you can sign up for. You can sign up for free for my Smart Decisions Under the Gun. You can go to my website and uh, sign up for that, and you can look at it, and um, we can chat on the phone. We can do a, a coaching session. Whatever, whatever you like, you can go over my website. Everything that I am and what I'm doing is all at pennypools.com. Perfect. And I'm, I imagine you're going to be heading down to the PGA show in a few weeks. I'm not sure. <laughs> haven't haven't made that decision yet. Well, if you yeah, do, Penny, yeah, right. if you do, I'm going to be planning on being down there for a few days, and uh, uh, I would love to have an opportunity to meet with you for a few moments uh, since we haven't actually officially met in person, but we've spoken a number we of times. We had two uh, kids at oh, the yes, show right. a few years ago. That's right. I apologize. You're right. It was. Uh, that's right. I did. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, well, it'd be, it'd be nice to see you again. But, um, yeah. Penny, uh, on, be- on behalf of Sydney now, we want to take this opportunity to thank you for, for coming on the program this morning. And uh, it, it sounds like you've got some, some great work there. And uh, for those of you that want to get uh, more information, go to pennypauls.com, as, Cindy, or as uh, Penny excuse me, had just mentioned, and uh, lots of great things that you can sign up and, and information that you could uh, get your hot little hands on. But, Penny, thank you very much for joining Cindy and I this morning on the Women of Golf. Thank you, and uh, thanks, Cindy. Happy New Year to you, girlfriend. Thank you so much. Have a great uh, year. You too, babe. All right. Thanks, Penny. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, that was our very special guest this morning, uh, LPJ professional uh, Penny Pauls, uh, who is also the founder and CEO of Focus Determined Success. 
who was joining us here this morning, talking uh, really about some great, uh, great things. She's got some programs if you're pennypulls.com, and that's P U L Z.com. Uh, out there. And Cindy, a moment to here, so I, I want to take this opportunity just to remind everybody that we're going to be uh, coming up here in the beginning of February. Uh, we're going to be coming up uh, with Cindy's uh, own year series again. We're going to be starting that off the first Tuesday of February. Uh, and so you want to make sure you stay tuned for that. And uh, we've got some great guests uh, leading up to that uh, week, of course, and we'll have some more great guests. But lots of good things that we're working on. And, and just uh, very quickly again, Cindy, just remind everybody, you've got a couple of boot camps coming up here uh, New Year. Uh, remind of the dates and that and how they can go about reaching out if they're interested in participating. We will be at Orange County National Golf Club February 14th to the 18th. And, again, April 6th to the 10th, Orange County National Golf Club in Orlando, Florida. And you can find out information by either emailing me, Cindy, at cindymillergolf.com or go to cindymillergolf.com, click on Instruction, and click on Boot Camp. Perfect. Um, lots of great uh, great things going to be happening in, in 2016 here in the golf industry. And uh, Cindy and I are going to do our very best, of course, to bring it right here on the Women of Golf each and every week. We're going to have some great uh, great instruction and great uh, – we're going to be, as we talked about earlier, uh, introducing uh, some great uh, – including some golf and maybe some other uh, as well. Uh, just lots of great – be looking for some contests uh, here in the weeks coming up uh, where you can have a chance – Participate and join in the conversation, uh, and uh, maybe an uh, opportunity to win a prize or two. So, uh, stay tuned for that. We'll announce that uh, in the weeks to come up as we uh, get further along. But we want to take this opportunity to thank you, and Happy New Year again, everybody, for joining us here on the Women of Golf Show uh, this first uh, Tuesday of January. Um, Cindy, as always, thank you very much for uh, for all that you do in this uh, industry, and uh, you've got to go, so uh, I'm going to let you go, and, and we'll close for the for the first uh, 2016. Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thanks everybody.